0: podcast has bad words.
1: (laughs) Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just
2: feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it.
3: Hello, simpletons. What's up, y'all? Today is, uh, well, it's a weird day. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot going on this past week. It, the last week has felt like an eternity. Mm. And, and so, by the way, this is a minimalist podcast. We yeah. discussed what it means to live a meaningful life with less and in these times, especially, today we're gonna to talk about pandemic preparation. Mm-hmm. I'm Joshua Fields Milburn. I'm Ryan Nicodemus. And together we are The Minimalists and we got our MVP here with us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and so TK Coleman is here, our returning champion. He's, he's been on this podcast, I think more than anyone else at this point. Yeah, man. And so TK was in town uh, because we were working on a film project with Netflix. We had about 30 people coming into town in total from crew and, and other people we were interviewing. Mm. And, and um, because of what's going on with the coronavirus, we had to postpone the entire thing. And this is the second thing we actually postponed mm. this week. Yeah. We had to postpone our West Coast tour, which TK was going to join us on in, in Sacramento. Uh, we're going to postpone that. Uh, we're looking at some dates in September or November, but... It, that's simply an inconvenience. So we're going to talk about the coronavirus today a little bit, but I wanted to talk more broadly about preparation. Yeah. Not 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 in the sense of prepping like preppers. Or yeah. But preparing. Right. Right. And and so I'm going to argue today that minimalists are actually more prepared to deal with. Catastrophe. More prepared to deal with pandemics than the average person, yeah. and certainly more so than a lot of so-called preppers. Mm. And so, these are some somber times. But I do want to handle a lot of it with jokes. And so we're we're going to be we're going to be as upbeat as possible yeah. today. Um, this is the first time I've been in a room with more than Beck's and nearly a week at this point oh Uh, no you
1: must be going crazy
3: yeah i mean (laughs) i have been self-quarantining but i've been self-quarantining for 38 years (laughs) and uh as as an extreme introvert and Mm. now here we are today we've got some questions for josh people are a germ (laughs) right exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah love people but from a distance So, so, t k, um we're going I think we should probably dive into some of these questions. But before we do that, I just wanted to uh, we have this essay on our website. I'll try to read a little bit of it because I thought it'd be a good jump off point for us to talk about the coronavirus today, but then later this week, we're going to do an episode just about the coronavirus, Uh, and usually, we call that a maximal episode, we usually put it on Patreon only for our patrons. By the way, thank you for our patrons, I know it's just $2, but that's what supports this podcast, keeps it 100% advertisement
1: free. We we couldn't do it without our patrons.
3: We quite literally couldn't do it in this space, we couldn't pay Sean and Jordan and Jess and ourselves without... because we don't believe in doing ads. And so we're not going to do advertisements. And, and so uh, you all help keep this afloat. But as a public service announcement later this week in the normal feed, we're going to put the coronavirus Patreon episode on Friday in the normal minimal podcast feed. So everyone will have access to it. The patrons will have access to it a day early, but we want to get this out as sort of a, a public service announcement. Before we dive into our questions, let me just read this. This is from our website. You can find this over at theminimalists.com coronavirus. And it's an essay called Let's Talk About the Coronavirus. And this came out on March 12th, 2020. So things are changing literally by the day. We're recording this on the 14th. I think it comes out on, we're getting here on a Saturday because there are fewer people here on a a Saturday and it makes sense um, for us to do it here. But the essay goes a little something like this. I prefer to live my life by the maxim, most emergencies aren't. Adhering to this sentiment, I avoid overreacting or panicking. Of course, every so often there are real emergencies. Even then it's better to prepare Than to panic. We never look in the rear view and wish we would have panicked more. As of today, we are unsure whether the novel coronavirus and its resulting disease, COVID 19, is a widespread emergency or an overreaction. To be clear, it's already an emergency for some. Many people have died, many more are ill, and many healthcare providers are risking their lives to keep people alive. And there's a significant likelihood it will get worse in the coming months. While you and I don't know whether we'll be directly affected, we'll certainly be indirectly affected. The stock market is tanking. Factories are ceasing production. Stores are running out of inventory. Schools and museums are closing. And many public gatherings are being canceled or postponed. To date, South by Southwest, Coachella, the Houston Rodeo, the Tucson Festival of Books, and hundreds of other events, conferences, and rallies have shuttered under the threat of infection. Even the NBA has suspended its season. In that that same consideration for safety, the Minimalists have decided to postpone our Les Coast tour until this fall to protect our audience. Details will be published on our tour page as soon as they are available. We believe this is the appropriate call given the best information we have about the virus so far. While all of this can be extremely aggravating, these setbacks are mere inconveniences in the grand scheme of things. The actual problem might be far more serious than shifting around our calendars. It might mean changing how we live for the foreseeable future. As we learn more about the severity of this pandemic, I'm personally being vigilant by asking our entire team to work from home, except for today while we're in the studio. But usually we come in here three, four, five days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm usually in here six days a week. And I've been working from home. They've been working from home. Asking people to to work from home is one of the more responsible things to do because, well, as I get to in a moment, it's not just about you and, and whether or not you can get sick and withstand it. You can pass on a virus that could literally kill people. And so even us coming in here today was quite the risk. We're not hugging for the first time ever, which by the way is the next... Uh, bullet point here shunning h- h- handshakes and gasp even hugs it was so hard TK came in here today <laughs> like first thing I want to do is I haven't seen TK in months yeah. I, want, I wanted to give him a big hug right yeah. but um, I'm I'm doing it not just for my own safety but for everyone else's uh, cancelling non-essential travel that's something that's important Ella was supposed to travel here this week uh, we were supposed to you know, have a spring break together that's done we're still trying to figure out the logistics Bex is supposed to get on a plane tomorrow. I'm, I'm incredibly worried about that. Yeah. In fact, I was talking to uh, some doctors uh, this yesterday, actually, which seemed like a, a week ago now, and after talking to five doctors, none of them could get me a test. Yeah, that's They so didn't even scary. know how to get a test. It's so scary. And I even heard, like, the Utah Jazz, when, when they were first, and we found out they were infected, they took 58 of the tests that, that Oklahoma had only 75 tests that day. God. And they took fifty-eight of them to test people. I think, by the way, I'm a huge Utah Jazz fan. I think what they did is incredibly irresponsible. What a dick move! Yeah, they yeah. took fifty-eight tests of the seventy-five for people who did not, who were not symptomatic. By yeah. the way, and I understand why why they did it, but it underlines a problem that we have, and how I mean, there are countries, there are third world countries who are handling this better than the United States of yeah. America, and this is not a political partisan statement but it is a political yeah. statement in terms of the affairs of the city or the affairs of the country mm-hmm. and we have not been prepared for this and, and so there are countries in in west africa that we think of as third world countries who are so far beyond what we are doing a uh, senegal is a great example of this they're inventing not just tests but new ways to test people within 10 minutes possibly mm. on site so you can do these drive-throughs give them results within 10 minutes and we can't even figure out. In fact, the FDA and the CDC, it almost seems like they conspired at this point to make the pandemic worse, and they didn't. It was bureaucratic nonsense. Now, TK is... Uh, our, our resident uh, free market libertarian here, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we're going to dive
2: into I, 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 free market advocate. Yeah. I, I, I would I would uh, lighten up on the the libertarian. That's, there we uh, go. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: uh well, I mean this just goes to show like this is where for me something like libertarianism it falls apart a little bit because in this situation it's only rich NBA players can get the tests and well, there's and, something wrong with that
3: and and even even then like i was talking to doc green who is in sports medicine and they they got it because they didn't have access to the test either they had to they had people from the hospital who were able to get the test for them so you're mm. right it is the, the it is this moment where you have to have not only have the money but have the access have the connections yeah have have the and i have great here's the here's the problem i have is i have really good connections yeah. and so the average person listening to this doesn't have the connections that i have yeah. there's no way you're going to get a test unless you get really 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 lucky yeah. at this point that's so, a great point. So yeah. let's let's talk about and I, we'll get back into this hopefully or maybe we'll save it for the maximal but Tk, let's talk a bit about the free market here, mm. and and I mean, jokingly, I I, I texted you the other day ribbing you, saying your free market <laughs> your free market is failing us, <laughs> and uh, we're actually going to next week we're going to do an episode with TK about the economy, so so we'll be talking a lot more about the free market, and 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 what to do in these uncertain times of, of economic uh, uncertainty, and and so let's talk about the free market now, and and
2: how. Uh, how is it helping? How is it failing us in, in a way? Yeah. Well, freedom is a funny thing, man. You know, I, in, in America especially, we use very romanticized terminology to talk about things like liberty. But the reality is, freedom is harder and harsher than many of the alternatives in a whole lot of ways. You know, like you, you This is why it's so difficult to fight for, and it's so difficult to hold on to when we have it. You know, the, the way I see the story of human history is that you've got—you've got. You've got Two conflicting paradigms, the way of creativity and the way of coercion. The way of creativity is the way of freedom. It's figuring out how to solve our problems without resorting to violence. The way of coercion is the way of force. It's about solving problems through suppression, through oppression, through enslavement, and so forth. And the thing about the way of coercion is it offers us very easy answers. We can solve a lot of problems real quickly, if we can just enslave you, oppress you, suppress you, whip you, beat you, and make you do what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. But that generates long-term consequences that are terrible for everyone. The way of creativity, the way of freedom, it offers us more possibilities but also more responsibilities, and that's agonizing. So to use an everyday example, um, if I move away from home because I don't like playing by my parents' rules and I have my own place, well now, you can't tell me what time to go to bed, you can't give me curfew, you can't tell me how loud to play my music, I am free. You can eat ice cream for breakfast. For for breakfast, right? (laughs) I am free, right? But with that freedom, now comes like a million and one things that I have to manage that I didn't have before, And there are a million and one ways that my life can go wrong. Mm. So whenever we have a crisis, they put a little pressure on us. They say, do we really value this thing that we call freedom? Because there are a lot of problems right now. And we can get some quick, easy answers that calm everyone down if we just resort to the lazy way, Mm. the way of coercion, the way of leaning on the power of legislative force to make everyone do the things that we want to do. But that's not always the right way because unintended negative consequences are a reality. And economists point this out all the time. It's not an emotionally satisfying answer, but it's a reality. And so my challenge is as we think about things like this, that we do the hard work of advocating for creative solutions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and moments like this are, are, are sort of an example of um, kind of like the, the complexities and the challenges that come along with with freedom. Because you, you sent me an article, for instance, uh, of, I, I think there, there was some guy that was just. Oh, Yeah,
3: we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm okay, enra- so I, I'll, I'll pause here. Yeah, I'm enraged by this guy. Yeah, yeah. So tune in <clears throat> next week when we're talking about the econ. Or, yeah, yeah the, the the economy because this to me is an example of the free market failing, yeah. the free market then succeeding, mm. but still enraging me in ways that I do believe some authoritarian. I I'm feeling, mm. uh, although I'm feeling. Authoritarianism from the community is an example, but or, or is is the, the the path. But we'll get to that. Sure. Let, but let's, but, is, but
2: I, I do I just do want to say this though, because being in this position of like advocating for the power of freedom and the beauty of freedom, I I I, I get presented with scenarios all the time where people are like, "Hey, here's a bad guy that did a bad thing. Right. Now what do you got to think about freedom?" And 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 I like to set the context for those discussions by just pointing out. I cannot be free to love you unless I'm free to hurt you. I cannot be free to serve you unless I'm free to exploit you, Mm -hmm. right? I cannot be free to be a blessing in your life unless I'm free to be a curse. So let's, before we have any debates about freedom, let's start with the fundamental acknowledgement that the very nature of freedom provides us with the power to do very harmful and hurtful things, yeah. because freedom isn't just the right to do whatever we want, it's the responsibility to do a whole bunch of other things that are necessary to sustain those rights, mm-hmm. and that is literally the hardest thing for human beings to do. Yeah. It is not easy for us to be free.
1: No, it's not. I, what you're saying is, is with this freedom comes a great responsibility, and it's up to us to be responsible. Now, there's, there, you talked about how some people are like, oh, this one guy did this one bad thing, and, yeah. but here's the thing, is there's always an to the rule. There's always a point where, you know, you've got something happen. Like, freedom is great 99% of the time. And then there's this 1% of the time where, you know, shit hits the fan, where uh, whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's environmentally or whatever it is, um, yes, like we are not responsible enough as a society. But I mean, I think really what we're saying here though is like there is a balance. There's a balance between 100% free market. And then a little bit of regulation. I hate regulations. I think regulations are, uh, they suck. But I do think that unfortunately, because of humans and our tendency to not be responsible... We do... That's why we have police on the street is because people, you know, you've got to have someone enforcing some type of laws because otherwise, yes, you have people who are eating ice cream for breakfast every single day, which, you know, actually people can do that right now and they've got diabetes. Right. Well, you're <clears> talking <throat> about a self-regulation first mm-hmm. and then there are times where necessary re-
3: regulations might make sense on a, a on a community, uh, local or, or national yeah. level or even worldwide level. Right. We could well, get into yeah. When you're preventing
1: that. harm spreading throughout the community... And to other people like that is where i think regulation has to be and you know what i mean unfortunately there's just not there's no easy answer this isn't like a binary right. thing it's not no freedom or freedom um it is it's, it's, a, it's a balance and you know if i had to pick between a binary choice i would definitely choose freedom
3: yeah well um, on, on the maximal episode i want to talk to you both about i think that that We can call it anarchism or libertarianism or or, or whatever we're going to call it. Uh, I I prefer the
2: term voluntarism
3: okay there we go (laughs) i like that (laughs) we we can call it whatever Uh, true free market i think the only time it existed and worked was pre-civilization and we're going to talk about that because i think it actually worked really well i think there were socialist libertarians in pre-civilization and i think Mm. dr christopher ryan wrote civilized to death and i think it's the best case for both socialism and libertarianism simultaneously and i want to talk to you both about that before we get into these questions you you brought up something that i just want to want to put out there So on social media, we just posted this today or or, or last night before we're recording this uh, and it goes something like this. Uh, this There's a picture on our Instagram account and it says this. With all the important social distancing that's going on right now, the minimalists are going to practice some social media distancing for a while too because we want to avoid adding to the noise during these reactive times. Mm. We'll still post new podcast episodes and necessary updates, but that's it for a while. We're also going to record a podcast episode about the pandemic, so I I talked about that. And then I just ended this post with, we are going to see the best and the worst parts of our communities in the coming weeks, yeah, do your best to be the best part, Amen. and be safe out there, man. We yeah.
1: c- we cannot reiterate that enough. Yeah. It's like anyone listening to this who is experiencing this panic and this craziness in their community, the best thing you can do is be a good citizen. Yeah. Like that is, you look out for yourself, of course, and be safe. But when you can, not also look out for other people.
3: And sometimes the best way to do that is to to. So i there's a line in this post. I'll just go back to it real quick. It says. Uh, um, let's see Uh, um, the statement here respond to the pandemic Uh, oh it's not here but anyway uh, sometimes oh yeah it's it's in the the essay that I wrote Um, back to the coronavirus essay and it basically just said that um, look I know our individual our individualistic society is not very good at slowing down or Mm self-regulating but we must at least for a while. It's no longer just about you and me. We must consider everyone else, which seems like a paradox when we talk about social distancing. But right now, one of the best things we can do is love people from afar. Because even if you aren't worried about the virus yourself, you can transmit it to others if you're not careful. And spreading the disease will lead to greater human suffering. And that's why even making this decision to come in here today with relatively few people it, it was a serious decision. We've been self quarantining, and uh, I've been doing a bunch of things. We'll talk about what we're doing to to sort of self quarantine and to help out. We'll talk about that on the Maximal episode, but I just want to get into some of these questions uh, for the sake of time, and then we'll talk much more about the coronavirus on the Maximal, which you'll yeah. have access to this week as it's well. It's
1: interesting, man. We've been self regulating for the last, you know, a decade, right. a little bit more than that. As minimalists. Yeah, and it's crazy. Uh, I was, TK, I was telling Josh and the guys here earlier how when I was calling all of the people we were supposed to interview uh, for for, for the documentary that we had to cancel. And I literally called like 18 people yesterday just apologizing and also saying thank you. But so many of them were like, man, I'm so glad that I have chosen a simple life. Because they have, uh, they're not panicking. They're not, uh, a lot of them have become debt free. So they're, you know, if they don't work for a little bit, that's okay. I mean, they still got to make money, pay their bills eventually. But having big debt payments is is something that I think a lot of people are panicking over right now. I mean, 40% of Americans can't afford a four hundred dollar emergency, yeah. so imagine like being in that situation and now you 've got the coronavirus, and you have to choose between paying your bills or risking yourself getting the coronavirus it's yeah. uh yeah it's it's we've been self regulating for the past decade and All i can, right. i cannot I, I have never been more appreciative of the lifestyle that 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 i've chosen
2: yeah and, and to your earlier point about how minimalists can be you know better prepared for these kinds of, of scenarios you know, consumerism is a compromise on your liquidity. Mm. And your liquidity is, is, is your Sweet biggest, Matt, <laughs> it's your biggest advantage in moments like this, right? If you're just spending your money on a bunch of immediate gratification on a bunch of cool, glamorous, glitzy stuff, what happens when a crisis strikes and your need for water, your need for mm. toilet paper increases? Well, you're not very liquid because you spent your money on a bunch of trink- trinkets right. that aren't very useful to you at a time of crisis. So it always pays off to be mindful even if it's not obvious, you know how that's going to pay off in the present moment. You
1: mean a Rolex isn't going to fend off the coronavirus?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that.
1: I, we Bex and I were driving down Sunset Boulevard
3: yesterday, and I see this ad for like Ralph Lauren, and, and it's like a guy dressed in a nice suit, a very attractive man, wearing like this flashy suit, and. In this time of like, it feels like we're in a, a zombie apocalypse, which our first question has to do with that, actually. <laughs> and and I see, uh, I see this guy up there. I realize how absurd like that we, we often treat that as if it matters. The the Ralph Lauren suit. But it never mattered. And yeah. these times actually illustrate that. We talked about being the best in your community, not part of the worst. Let me give you an illustration of the worst real quick. This is a tweet. Now, Sean, I'll send this to you. We'll put a link to this tweet in the show notes. But, you know, I, I went to I went to Target this week, literally just to do my regular shopping, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was on Thursday. And so last Thursday for y'all listening to this and, and I took a snap picture the entire, you know, uh, toilet paper, paper towel aisles yeah. gone, got just obliterated. Right. Well, someone put this sign up at, at one of these, uh, stores and it said, dear shoppers due to the recent outbreak of stupidity and panic <laughs> purchasing by complete idiots. The nation is currently experiencing a shortage of toilet paper and common sense. Exple- expect supplies to be replenished once these sheep minded morons have all starved to death in their homes, surrounded by toilet paper, <laughs> but without anything to eat.
1: I don't know. You can make toilet paper smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: it, 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 oh I, my God. It, Trevor Noah did this bit where <sighs> he was like, why are people hoarding toilet paper you you realize that like you're pooping
1: in the same room that has a
3: shower in it
1: yeah like
3: if you run out of toilet paper you're going to be okay
1: yeah well a lot and i guess we'll talk about this in the economy episode uh for next week but it's it's people honestly a lot of it is people taking advantage is what it is yeah and
3: we're definitely talking about that our first question today is from michelle in alabama
0: I've been adopting this minimalist lifestyle for a couple months, and I'm only 17. But before that, I was really passionate about watching zombie shows and movies and all that jazz. And I was wondering, how much survivability does a minimalist have if a zombie apocalypse story happen?
3: so this isn't exactly the zombie apocalypse right no Uh, but we are talking about preparing for an unexpected sort of circumstance here Mm -hmm. i don't think tk you're going to advocate for you know the the tv show preppers but how are we already prepared in ways that maybe we don't understand we're prepared (laughs)
2: <laughs> by the way when she was asking this question and she says i've been really into zombie no no, no she said i'm passionate passionate about <laughs> zombie. Like, yeah. i love
1: that i love, I love that, that even more she's Passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: so what i thought she was gonna say because she's like i've been into the minimalist lifestyle for two months but I'm really passionate about zombie movies. Do I have to stop watching them? That's where I thought she was going. I was oh. like, No, girl, you ain't got to stop yeah. that. But then she took that turn and was like, So what would y'all do in a zombie apocalypse? I just, I just want to praise that question. It might be the best of all time.
1: Well, I, I'm
3: lucky that I have really good friends like Ryan and Sean who have guns. <laughs> and, and Sean has lots of guns. Yeah. And so I think I'll be fine just because, you know. Uh, By proxy? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying, we're going to hop in my Toyota. And Guns by proxy. (laughs) All of Sean's guns will be fine. Um, No, no, but let's talk about ways we're prepared. And we we don't think about that we're necessarily prepared. But how has has simple living, intentionality, being more Mm -hmm. deliberate with our lives prepared us for something like this current epidemic, this current crisis, this current pandemic?
2: Yeah, well, well, so in order to live mindfully and, and, and adopt the simple lifestyle, you have to be very good at... Not allowing your reactions to life to be dictated by mainstream thinking, right? Yeah. You have to sort of unplug from groupthink and say, I'm gonna live consciously. I'm not gonna buy something just because everyone else is rushing to the sh- to the sale. I'm not gonna do the what is it Black Thursday, Black Friday, Black Friday. Cyber Monday is something they got something for every day now. Like Winners Wednesday, Black Thursday is a mixtape. <laughs> Black Thursday is <laughs> my mixtape that's coming out next week, right after the Netflix special. It's coming out next Wednesday. <laughs> i was planning to save that for my netflix appearance like and also by black thursday (laughs) i was gonna sneak it in new hip-hop album but yeah in order to live mindfully you have to learn how to make a distinction between how you are going to live and how everyone else is living right so let's bring it back to the zombie apocalypse because Mm -hmm. what i love about zombie movies is there are always two elements that you have to respond to one is the actual crisis that's producing the zombie problem, right? There's usually some sort of virus, some sort Uh of like poison that everyone's eating that's changing them. But the second element would be the zombies themselves. The people that you know and love, that you've been living your life with, and now they're kind of like becoming a threat Mm -hmm. to you, right? And I think that's a perfect analogy for the times that we live in because there, there are two crises we have to respond to. One is the actual outbreak and what we're gonna do about that. But the second thing is, the reactions that other people are having. What are we gonna do about that? What am I gonna do about the fact that I don't feel the need to buy all the water in the grocery store, yeah. right? But I know that all of these other guys over here are gonna buy it all up. And now there's a temptation to let those people force my hand. There's a temptation for me to become something that I'm not out of a reaction to other people's panic. Even if I'm not panic. I have to kind of live like I'm panicked mm. because other people are. And and so one yeah. of the things that these zombie movies illustrate is that our battle is twofold. We can't effectively deal with the crisis unless we manage our reaction to other people. And that means you have to sort of extricate yourself from being, from being too heavily influenced by other people. And one way that you can do that is you can sort of control your level of intake, your information intake. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be a victim of the 24-hour news cycle. Mm. One of the problems of of today is that we mistake medium for message. All of these new mediums have put a lot of pressure on these news networks to constantly have something to say, even if there's nothing to say. If you got a Twitter channel and it's been two hours since you tweeted, you better put something out there because our competitors are doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you've got an Instagram page, you better post every day because we're going to lose to our competitors. And so we can become seduced into thinking that there's always something to listen to about the coronavirus. There's something to panic about. Something to panic about. And that's when you get caught up in that zombie group think mindset. And you have to unplug from that and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to watch this all day. I'm going to stay informed, but I'm also going to stay constructive. And I'm going to give myself a few Creative things to think about i'm going to give myself a few family oriented things to think about i'm going to deliberately ignore my phone for an hour Mm -hmm. i'm going to turn off my tv for the next three hours anything i can't deal with for the next three hours my problems are bigger than mm-hmm. the coronavirus, right? Yeah. And, and and that's the same kind of mindfulness that allows you to live minimalistically in everyday life. Is that making sense? It, it, no, it
1: makes perfect sense, man. I'm glad you're bringing this up because that is, what, what I heard you say was this self-regulation, this mindfulness, it helps us uh, basically choose how we want to react to these impulses. Because I'll tell you, I went to, Mariah and I went to Trader Joe's just to get some normal fruit and things that we were going to get. And the shelves were empty, and there is this sense of panic that started to take me over. Like I'm not even joking. Like it was very much like, oh my god. Like I, I I really, really, I really had to talk myself down. But because of the last ten years of self-regulating, I was able to be like, Ryan, look, man, like you can still uh, get groceries when they restock. Like the supply chain isn't totally interrupted. But I had to like go through this exercise. Of not just wanting to go get a shopping cart and just buy everything that I could at yeah. that time, and that's the opposite of being intentional, right? What you're talking right. about, I love the,
3: the zombie apocalypse <clears throat> question because what TK is really saying here is it's turning us into zombies. Yeah, yeah. W- the, our reaction, the the people, I mean, the 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 post I just shared on Twitter was like the the sheeple, right? We we become you know whatever metaphor you want to use, zombies, sheeple, uh, idiots, whatever it is, is we when we fall into that group think the mob mentality the mob rule and in fact it's the re- one of the reasons that populism I- is dangerous right because populism on one side can produce something really amazing like like democracy and everyone gets a vote yeah. populism can also produce mob mentality mob rule yeah. and and if you aren't uh, coalescing with this tribe then you are the enemy yeah it's yeah.
1: like well it's also like if one gazelle starts running all the gazelles they all start running they all start fleeing it is and that's what we're doing now we're all
2: panicking and running yeah and we're not reacting to our informed knowledge about the actual situation. We're reacting to other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. So there's a Twilight Zone episode called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street that kind of depicts this scenario where this alien spaceship descends on the earth and the the guy on the radio announces, oh my gosh, you know, like these aliens are here. And there's this one guy that has like this emergency shelter and he goes to hide out in there and all of his neighbors try to get in. And over the course of the 30 minute episode, you just see these people become so ugly to each other because mm. in a time of crisis, we panic and who we truly are begins to emerge, yeah. right? And and the moral of the story in the end is that the greatest enemy, it's not some monster that descends from the sky, it's, it's how ugly we can become when we react to tragedy in a way that isn't mindful and that loses sight of the value of human beings. So true, man. What blew my mind at Trader Joe's is
1: how, because uh, Mariah and I live in Hollywood, and this is like the most convenient store like in downtown Hollywood. All of the influencers that are like live streaming and like they're it's like they're taking advantage. It's like the media is taking advantage of it right now. Like i saying influencers
3: and in quotes, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard the vocal quote. Yeah, we thank need a whole thank whole you very much. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it, but it's just crazy how uh, I mean, again, it just shows people's true colors because I could tell the people the people recording themselves and, and, and live streaming. It was I don't know probably half a dozen people. It's like they weren't doing it to add value to the community. They were like, oh, here's a situation that I can take advantage of, and I can aggregate more eyeballs, and I can get more money for ad revenue. And that's exactly what the media is doing right now. And I saw I
3: saw uh, this same thing happen when Chernobyl was the the show. The show came out, and people started visiting Chernobyl. And you see like these Instagram models and like bikinis, but like hazmat masks in Chernobyl, and and they're they're just taking advantage of uh, of this. And by the way, they're they're putting themselves in danger. And I think that's the important thing to think about. Mm. If And I want to talk, when we talk the coronavirus episode, I do want to talk specific things that we can do Mm. to protect ourselves. And one of those things has to do, I'm I'm just going to read my list that's part of this essay, but then I've got a whole other essay from someone else who's much smarter than me that I want to go through with you all. But I already talked about uh, working from home if Mm -hmm. possible. If you can do that work from home, and if you employ people like Ryan and I do, encourage your staff to work from home as well. Mm -hmm. Don't force them, but encourage them. Yeah. To, to work from home uh, canceling all non-essential travel especially on airplanes uh, I was talking to dr. Tommy Wood about this and he was saying that you're actually on if you get on an airplane you are more in danger than if you were to spend uh, a if you were being if Sean had the coronavirus but he had a mask on we'd mm-hmm. be safer here than if Mm. you get on an airplane because you just don't know. And the percentage of people, we're we're talking upwards of, uh, it could be as high as 70%. The the estimates usually are 30 to 50% of people who are going to contract this over the next 12 to 18 months. Anyway, uh, getting rid of handshakes and hugs right now, those have to be, uh, it's not polite. You're not doing anyone a favor if you're hugging them, if you're shaking their hand. You are doing them and you a disservice and you're especially doing your grandparents and, and older folks, people who are over 80, the mortality rate on this thing, is 22 yeah. percent we're talking a death sentence for one out of five elderly people and and you can give that to someone oh i see Did you see that yeah did you see get him out of
1: here this podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> quick shot <Sean>, shoot him <laughs> before he
2: turns into a zombie <laughs> all right um wait can i can i say one thing on that go ahead, yeah go ahead, of course go ahead. i i think it's interesting just to play on words for a little bit how similar the words sanitize and sanity are mm. uh, you know um so with all the emphasis that we're he's going to th- preach out of moment.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm going to start like waving my hands and don't swaying back and forth don't just sanitize forward. realize, <laughs> yeah, amen <laughs> that's
2: the only thing you need to know to be a black preacher is just make sure you rhyme uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, so you know when we, when we use that word sanitize that's my backup <laughs> career <laughs> right <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> I was also saving that for the Netflix documentary, but I got to find some new tricks. But so we speak a lot about things like keeping our hands clean, but I also think it's important to keep our heads clean, right? To mm. keep toxicity out of our lives. Because just because you acknowledge danger doesn't mean that you need to live in fear. And and, and I think the only way that you can really ground yourself in a mindset that's gonna be helpful to people. Is, is to play by a rule that says for every five minutes I'm listening to the news, I'm feeding myself 10 minutes of something that's gonna actually nourish my soul, whether that's me meditating, whether that's me watching some healthy programming, whether that's reading a novel that's inspiring me, because of one thing you can be sure, no matter what hard times we go through, you are not gonna be helpful to anybody if you are trying to help them from a state of lack, mm-hmm. if you are trying to help them from a state of panic. It's like when we're on the airplane, what do they tell us? You know, like, like you gotta stay calm. Or like when you're calling 911, all, your, all of your emotions make you wanna be like, oh, but you can't help anybody like that, right? You gotta right. stay calm even though tragedy's around you and say, I live at 555 5th Street. This is what's going on, and that's counterintuitive. But that's how you actually help people during a time of emergency. So do your best to be realistic and informed, but also do your best to stay mentally healthy and stay positively focused. So if you are ever called on to come through for somebody in an emergency, you can do that from a state of poise and confidence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: there's such a balance between like uh, overreacting and living in fear, and then you know some people still think that it's not real. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I mean there there is a there, there's a medium balance there, and I think that's what you're talking about is yeah that balance is going to save your life yeah. potentially.
3: Here are a couple of the things from from the essay. We'll put a link to this in the show notes so you can read the entire thing. Uh, you definitely should read yeah. it, and, and just because it talks about coronavirus. Preparation, but we're going to talk a lot more on on the maximal, which you all will have access to as well. And then we got a couple more questions. We'll try to get to, although we're running out of time here. Uh, avoiding public spaces and crowds of people. So those those two things specifically. Any anywhere where crowds of people are, are, are gathering. And when I say crowds of people, I'm talking even this is is, is borderline crowd of people. I yeah. had to check with everyone here whether or not they had symptoms, and even then. You still could have the the virus and and be asymptomatic right now, uh, so reducing grocery shopping to once a week. I strongly recommend going as soon as the grocery store opens. By the way, that, that tends to be the time where fewest mm. people are there. So of the grocery store I tend to go to uh, opens at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and so that's the time. Uh, tomorrow, Bex and I are going to go 7 a.m. right as a, they open. I bet
1: you there's still still a line. There
3: might be, and if yeah. there is, I'm I'm going to leave. And so because I have enough, yeah. I, I have I have enough. If there's a line, if there's a crowd of people, you. Just leave, yeah. and it's okay to do that. We're not talking about forever. We're talking about changing our lives for a temporary period of time. Right now, this is a pandemic. Eventually, it will become endemic, like the flu. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we're looking at the death rates. They're somewhere uh, six to ten times of what the flu is. But it's not that we don't have a a mortality rate of say the avian flu. If we had that, it'd be totally different. The avian flu has a sixty percent mortality rate. That is true end of world sort of zombie movie pandemic we'll talk more about that on the maximal a couple more questions here uh in fact let's skip skip grace's question in missouri oh before we do that michelle i do want to send you something we have a free ebook on our resources page i think it's going to help you out a lot you're asking about this how do i live more intentionally well this ebook is called uh, the Minimalist rule book. it's 16 rules for living with less, mm-hmm. and in there we talk about just-in-case items versus just-for-win items. We talk about you know, things like the 30-day minimalism game, obviously, which is less applicable right now, but we have the wait-for-it rule, which I think is really, really important right now pausing and just being able to wait for a day or a month in some cases you don't need most of the things you think you need you probably don't need four cases of toilet paper mm-hmm. you don't need any toilet paper in an emergency right. I've never needed emergency toilet paper
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what about that one time <laughs> you mean when we were on tour no when uh, <laughs> this, when this when is you real. When you're, yeah when you were when you were with Bex and um, you were like going through your stomach stuff oh
3: I' I'm still going through the stomach, yeah. so I yeah, I
1: totally
2: pooped my pants on. Christmas Day. I have pooped my pants on once Christmas in my life. Day, Merry oh, Christ- Christmas! <laughs> yeah, that actually yeah. might be when we talk about Christmas music. That might actually be the first Christmas song. I, I, I poop my pants. I my pants on Christmas Day. Day.
3: Here's the thing: I didn't have emergency toilet paper. It was running on me. down my leg, and somehow I lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, lightning round. This is where we answer your text messages. You can text us uh, 937-202-4654 Those text messages go both to Ryan's phone and my phone. We have more more. more times since we're quarantining ourselves in our houses. So uh, you can text us. We will try to respond to as many people as possible. We'll answer some of our favorites on the podcast as well. This one is from S. Schmidt. I'd love to hear your thoughts on preparing to quarantine for two to six weeks while living a more minimalist life. Uh, Well, I'm going to echo something that... that, um, that TK said, by the way, the lightning round is where we answer questions with a short, shareable, less than 140-character response. We put the text to these minimal maxims in the show notes. So you can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if you like. And now you can uh, find all of our minimal maxims in one place over at minimalmaxims.com. TK's already said several pithy things I've seen Sean writing yeah. down so we'll have those in the show notes for you as well over at TheMinimalists.com
2: I want to be able to talk as fast as I'd love to C- hear for details
3: <laughs> I, I'd love to hear your thoughts <laughs> on preparing for a quarantine so here, here's the thing I, I would just say uh don't let others' expectations dictate your standards. Yeah. And right now, the expectations are, uh-oh, I have to hoard. I have to have this. I have to, to, I have to grab this before someone else does. Mm-hmm. Why? Did you have to do that a week ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the entire system is going to fail that much? And if so, if you do believe that, then you need to look at precedent. Because Wuhan didn't run out of running water. Mm-hmm. Wuhan still had electricity and if the epicenter of the pandemic still had running water and electricity and do you think you need to hoard water and do you think you have to have a generator for it it's it's we are overreacting in times based on other people's expectations
1: yeah 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 I mean I would just I don't know if I had something pithy because I didn't have time to prepare for this now I know how our guests feel when we spring it on them <laughs> but no I would just say be clear on what is just in case and what is just for when? Um, like, personally, Mariah and I, in general, always have about two weeks worth of meat in the freezer because we order from uswellnessmeats.com and uh totally not an advertisement but they have like great grass fed grass finished beef it's not super it's actually cheaper than like going to whole foods in in los angeles um and we order 15 20 pounds at a time because that's what we have to do to get a bulk order that comes out deep frozen it's really it's it's great so we have in our freezer uh we certainly have you know a week or two worth of toilet paper and um you know any anything that we have soap we usually um i order that because you can get you know in when you buy five, you can get a little bit of a discount, and I know we're going to go through it. So all these items that I'm talking about, these are all things that are just for when it's not just in case. You know so you're going to use them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like we're yeah, and there is a balance between buying toilet paper one sheet at a time, uh-huh. and then going to Walmart and buying every single roll of toilet paper that they have. Right. So when you when you live mindfully. Uh, it helps you to determine uh the just for case items versus the just for when items
2: i love it um i'll say coronavirus don't care about your politics it's not a liberal thing or a conservative thing it's a human thing Mm -hmm. you know uh, resist the temptation to politicize everything Mm. yeah Uh, and the second thing i would say is uh, an ideological virus is just as dangerous as a biological virus uh, avoid the ideological virus that comes from letting other people do your thinking for you. Bad information can and will kill you. You got the time. You're being forced to stay home anyway. Take the time to do your own re- research and think for yourself. Yeah.
3: All right. We got a bunch more to talk about today. We're going to do this on the Maximal episode. If you want to support us, it's theminimalists.com slash support. are some of the things we're going to talk about on the Maximal episode. We're going to talk about prepping. We're going to talk about how bad is this actually going to be based on the stats. We're we're going to look at actual stats uh, instead of just speculating. We're going to talk about self quarantining starting now versus later, and what are the what are the different effects? We're going to talk about what's the end game here out of all of this? Like, mm. it, is is there is there an end game? Mm. A- and if so, what is it?
1: Stay alive. That's the end game.
3: <laughs> right. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. what, what what also do we accomplish? Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about home health care. We're going to talk about. Uh, uh, who is most affected uh, old people but also how young people are affected by this and in other ways we're going to talk about the view from china we're going to talk about uh that no problem is so bad that overregulation can't make it worse mm. i think tk is going to like that that's <laughs> a great point uh the efficient market hypothesis is the real victim we're going to talk about that we're also going to talk about masks and respirators are they good or are they bad Tune in this week to find out. (laughs) And uh, we're gonna talk about zinc and how that might help out with the coronavirus, or might not. We're gonna talk about how it may or may not help. How supplements can help in general. Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, optimism in general. And then it looks like, Ryan, we've got some more questions here. We've got questions about uh, how much stuff should we have on hand when catastrophe happens? We're going to talk about what items should I have—an emergency kit. Is it better to have health insurance for a medical emergency, a medical emergency, or simply save money for such occurrences? And we're going to talk about. Um, how to spend our time while we are self-quarantined. If we're spending more time at home, how do we spend that time? And how do we avoid spending our time in unhealthy ways if we are self-quarantining? Because I think that is a danger as well. And if you want to hear all that, listen to this week's maximum episode on The Minimalist Private Podcast. You can find that over at theminimalists.com slash support. We're also going to, as a public public service announcement, we'll put that in the main feed this Friday as well. But we really do appreciate your support yeah. if you are a Patreon supporter. It keeps this podcast 100% advertisement free. Ryan, what else you got? for us this week before we take off
1: let's listen to some comments and tips from our listeners
3: hi
0: this is josie from austin texas Uh, ryan talked about replacing his t-shirts every every year when they were faded and smelly from also wearing them to work out
3: when i have a t-shirt that's looking worn i move it to my workout clothes and toss or donate what i've been wearing to exercise that keeps my regular clothes in better shape and they last longer
0: Hey Josh and Ryan, Alicia from Australia, uh, just ringing because I I was listening to your Pittsburgh podcast, and there was a woman there who was asking a question about what to do with her uh, blanket that an aunt had given to her, and um, it was covered with like photos of her as like growing up and as a child and she does not want to keep it. Um, And I had a suggestion that she could donate it to an animal shelter, Um, any blankets or, you know, old sheets or towels or bedding and stuff that people want to get rid of in in their minzing journey. Um, animal shelters are a great option because obviously the animal's not going to care if there's a warm blanket with the picture of your face on it. Um, they're just going to be grateful that they have something warm to snuggle up into and have a nice safe sleep.
3: All right, y'all. That's it for right now. I want to thank TK Coleman for being here for this minimal episode. You can find him at TKColeman.com. What are you on social media? TK Uh, underscore Coleman on Twitter, right? Yeah, there you
2: go, man. And then <laughs> on Instagram, you can check me out at uh, official TK Coleman, and also ch- check out Rev1 on Instagram. Okay or go to feed.org slash Rev1 for my website. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, <laughs> Sorry, all right. we'll find to all- get it I want the people to find me. Yeah, you, man. no, we're, we're, not we're, advertising. we'll link it all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, real quick No, for- it's not advertising at all, man. <clears throat> no, it's definitely not
3: an ad. No <laughs> you didn't pay us anything.
1: <laughs> no, I was if anything, I was chuckling because you've got three different things and i know like if it was up to you wouldn't be that way but it must be hard to keep up with all that man
3: (laughs) i think the best spot you can find him at tk or follow him on your social media platform of choice we'll put links to everything in the show notes well he also is a director of education at fee which is the uh, the foundation for economic education there we go (laughs) And, and so we'll put a link to that as well uh real quick for right here right now here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalist not a whole lot um yeah we we are, we are unfortunately canceling things. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with the podcast. We really appreciate your support, so go ahead and support us if you can. Check out our resources page. Uh, I mentioned that minimalist rule book. It's on the the resources page over the dot slash resources. A bunch of free resources there. Nothing that you can pay for on on that page, but free resources you can check out, including those sixteen rules for living with less. For our added value this week, Ryan, I was hoping you were going to ask TK for a uh, Christmas song recommendation. Not at all, <laughs> <laughs> because we are we are in the middle of the end times or so we feel like yeah and that should have made your list for things
2: people can do to get through the coronavirus <laughs> well th- uh, so <laughs> more mark- to johnny mathis so. yeah.
3: <laughs> mark-, mark Marin has a new special out i mean perfect timing it is called end times fun Oh, nice. And it just came out. I mean, he recorded last year, so he had no idea. But he does talk about some ap- apocalyptic stuff. So I thought we would, instead of ending with a song this week, we're going to end with about a minute and 20 second bit that he has from his new Netflix special. And by the way, Mark Marin, I've seen him live quite a few times yeah. at the Comedy Store. Yeah. This is one of those rare occasions where it's actually better filmed. Really? And that barely awesome. ever happens yeah, with stand-up totally comedy. Totally agree. Yeah. And and since you're going to be self-quarantining anyway, go ahead and go home. If you have Netflix, check out Mark Maron's new special, In Times Fun. Let's have some fun during these trying times. So we'll check out a little snippet from that. It's one of my favorite jokes. Well, it's one of the, my favorite ones that we can actually air because there's some stuff there. His final joke is truly hilarious, but we couldn't put it on the podcast. So tune into that. And if y'all leave here today with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. Stay healthy, y'all. Thanks.
4: I don't know what's happening, people. I don't know. But it's pretty clear the world is ending. I don't want to shock anybody. Seems to be happening, though. I thought we'd get out. You know, I thought we'd make it under the wire. I thought I would, you know. I'm 56. But I don't know. I think we might see it. I think we might see it. Certainly, it's been ending environmentally for a long time. And we've all kind of known it. We knew it. But I think on a deeper level, the reason we're not more upset about the world ending environmentally is I think, you know, all of us in our hearts really know that we did everything we could. You know, we really... Right? I mean, we really did. I mean, think about it. We, you know, we, we, we brought our own bags <laughs> to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Like, we brought, we brought the bags right when they told us. We brought them, and it just wasn't enough, it turns out. Just not enough to, you know, get us over the top with this. But I don't know, maybe this straw thing, the no straw thing, <laughs> will we'll help, you know, maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll keep the polar bears from drowning. Sometimes the, the answer is right between your mouth and your soda, you know, and you just take that, the equation, and the human species survives. The minimalists. <laughs>